What's up, guys? That's Captain Cook. Welcome back to episode nine of Spicy Memories, the podcast about food and stuff. Um, we've been starting to amp up more of these Zoom meetings in the life of quarantine. We're going to get into a little bit of that, that. And I am joined by a very special guest, someone I've been following for a while. Um, she has a foodie page based out of Connecticut. Um, and I want everyone to welcome Tiffany from Foodie with a Booty. Hello. Thank you for having on. me tonight. Oh, it is my pleasure. Um, I've actually wanted to talk for a while because I've been, I've been following you, I want to say for like over a year now, um, something like that. And I've just been kind of consistently- I think so. Yeah, man. Cause time, time just like, you know, it just, I don't even, I, I don't, I, I don't know. These past seven months too, have just been like, Oh yeah. You know, five minutes. Um, so, but yeah, it's been, it's been about over a year and uh, I'm, I'm curious because you have a very nice kind of like eclectic mix of like, you know, food and stuff like that. And I, um, of like a mixture of like things maybe you've made as well as food from all over, you know, Connecticut and you've gone to the city and like even mm -hmm. other parts like of, you know, New York. And um, I don't know, I'm just curious to get into a little bit. So before anything, why don't you just give people a little intro into you, your page, and uh, yeah, let the people know who you are, basically. So. Yeah, so my page, I made, I was bored at work one day. Um, I was already posting food stuff on my personal page, and I figured, hey, people must be bored or sick of this. So let me make a new page dedicated to just that. I think my main goal, actually, I really wanted to be on the deal. I didn't want anybody to know who I was because I don't want that special treatment when I go to restaurants. Um, I have a salary, so I'm going to use that on food. You know, like, don't cop me. Don't, don't give me any freebies. Um, but the purpose of it is to just really highlight other cuisines that people not, might not be familiar with. So recently, I think I started this probably like a year after creating my page. I started doing... Um, I started listing what the dishes were so that when people went to those restaurants, they could be like, oh, I know exactly what she had. Looks good. Doesn't seem intimidating because now I see a picture of it. Um, and it's foodie with a booty approved. <laughs> That's which is, I mean, aside from the fact that you have one of the most awesome names, like <laughs> for a foodie page. I mean, that was the first, like, I think I even like, I think one of the times, yeah, one of the times that I had followed I was like I was like well winner of the best Instagram name of the week I was like that's right that's like amazing um and I mean touching on what you said I think that these 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 food Instagrams which a lot of people you know turn their nose up at they don't you know they don't they don't like us us food people mm -hmm. um uh I think that it's if you understand what it's really about like you were kind of just saying it really is kind of beautiful I mean you're you're putting stuff out there that's that's available for everybody you know what I mean and that's like that's a huge thing I mean it's different than you know like some of these influencers like we even saw like some of these uh you know like lifestyle bloggers on Instagram and stuff will go to you know the special oh shit um nothing like smacking your microphone um we'll, they'll go to like this special place in Bear Mountain and they'll get a picture somehow with like nobody around or they'll go to like this place in the Catskills that you have no idea where it is and it's all for like their aesthetic and that's all well and good we all like taking nice photos because it's all about the vibe. However, I think when you put something on the gram that's like available for someone else and they see it, they connect with it, you know? And like, I, I don't know, what I've noticed was that you kind of have a good mix of that. So be, before we get more into that, was it, and forgive me for digging deep on your Instagram, but this is, uh, this is what, I, what I do. Your first post on there is from April 19th, 2017. It is, and it is a 
it is cupcake. a unicorn cupcake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember. So my question is, was that the thing that you were eating where you were just like, people need to see this? Or was there a dish that you ate and you're like, man, I would really love to make an Instagram just for I you. think at first it was really to gain a following and gain traction. Okay. I think more recently I've delved into the more exotic, quote unquote, exotic cuisines. Right. Um, like there's a Filipino place that just opened here a few months oh, ago. Oh, very nice. No one eats Filipino food here. And the only reason I've had it is because my brother-in-law is Filipino. Oh, okay. I've known him, I've known him since I was eight. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm turning 27 next week. So. Oh, okay. All right. Very nice. So I've always been exposed to his culture. His parents always made it for me. And then when they moved back to the Philippines, I'm like, where am I going to get this fix? And I know, it's, behold, it opened its glorious doors two exits away. Oh, that's amazing. This and now I'm just there. trying to highlight that too, because it's like people don't know what Longanisa is or Ube or. Unless you grew up with it, unless you like, you know, unless you had a connection with it like you did. Right. You no, know, unless you, and I think, I mean, that's part, like, look, every, there's, we're in Stanford and we're right next to New York. You mm-hmm. have no shortage of Italian places, you know of even like Argentinian steakhouses are pretty frequent around here. Um, but certain things like Indonesian food, you know, like, you know, Filipino stuff like mm-hmm. that, like specific, like, like Thai, Thai restaurants are like everywhere. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's so much out there that when there's something specific like that, especially, you know, the fact that you're trying to kind of amplify that is awesome because I mean, that's, you know, that, that, I remember we went the last weekend before everything got shut down. We were in Queens, in Corona, Queens, because that was fucking, that was a smart move. Um, and we went to this Indonesian food festival. I had never had Indonesian food before in my life. And it was, it was, it was insane. It was so good. And I think when you live outside of New York City, like you and I do, you forget that you, we don't always have access to all the places that you would in like Brooklyn, Queens. Like if you go to Flushing, Queens, there is every kind of cuisine that you could imagine in Flushing from just good pizza that's owned and operated by Albanians all the way, which is true, all the way to the craziest kind of Korean food you ever had in your entire life. And we don't always have that kind of mix when you grow up in East Chester or Yonkers, you know, Um, it's becoming a little more frequent, which is nice, but I think it's really cool that you actually try to like amplify those places and put them out there. Right. Yeah. And I'm all for the mom and pop shops. I rarely visit any chains. And if I do, it's like Shake Shack. Right. And like, do you you love Shake Shack? Right. Exactly. That's like, I think one of the few like chains that I've actually posted was actually Shake Shack. (laughs) Um, I think In N Out and Shake Shack. That was pretty much, you know, because if you get In N Out, you have to, you know, you got to post In N Out. I've actually never had In N Out. I mean, you've had Five Guys? I've had Five Guys. Okay. So I lived across the street from one. that's that is fucking that's dangerous that's really dangerous i would oh man that would be bad um i mean i don't know it's really really good jesus christ i have to stop doing that (laughs) it's like i need like a i need like a piece of glass a barrier i know seriously i know i need like a boom guy who can hold it um i i god okay five guys is so different but in a way it's like i don't know how to compare them to say which one is better or not like in and out is amazing. You know, it's great. But at the same time, Five Guys is freaking is, is incredible. I mean, Five mm-hmm. Guys is unbelievable. And like putting them next to each other, because having both, yeah, you could go to find you can go to In and Out, get the animal style that everyone says get, you know, with the 
the onions, caramelized onions and the sauce and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, honestly, Five Guys makes just as good burgers, I think. And I'm probably going to get some shit for this, but that's, you know, that's okay. That's what all this is about. Um, but like you, yeah, like you were saying, I'm very interested in places that maybe are local or, you know, small restaurants, individual restaurants, like places that are not, you know, one of 20. You know what I mean? Like, you know, going to P.F. Chang's is like great, but like, do they really need your publicity? Like, do you really need to be telling people? Yeah, and that's the other thing. I think once I started getting to know some of the chefs or like the restaurant owners, before I really thought it was just like, oh, it's what they like to do. It's, they just cook for a living. You know, people pour their heart and soul into creating these restaurants. I love seeing R&D from chefs because they get so hyped up about it and they're so proud. They're like, oh my God, you need to try this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And because like you said, it, it's, it's their livelihood. It's like, it's, they live and breathe these places. And you know, you don't always find that in like big, big chains, you know? I mean, yeah, you can find efficient workers there, but like when you have a place, like a good example in Nourishell, New York, all right, there's a restaurant I'm very fond of. I know the head chef and owner. And I know both of his establishments. There's one called Maria, which just won Best New Restaurant 2019 and 2020, got Michelin recognition. Um, Yeah. Um, It's like a new twist on very, very, very traditional Italian dishes, but like very old school traditional. Um, And then two doors down, he's got an espresso bar called Pops. And Pops won like Best Grilled Cheese in 2019. And it's like the cappuccinos are just like insane. Um, but like when you talk with people like that, finally, like you said, and you get to know them and they show you like dishes they're trying out and they tell you about how they develop things like that. And you find out about what's going on in the back of the kitchen. It just like, it like blows your mind. You're like, Oh my God. Like there are so many layers and levels to this that just go deeper and deeper and deeper. So I think one of the things that I really loved was like you said, kind of finding out all the stuff behind the scenes of like what really went into that, you know? And when you're at a smaller restaurant, I don't know what, what, you, what you think about this, but I feel like when you really do enjoy something, it's much more kind of like recognized. And they, they actually do, like, it is very appreciated. Right. You know, a yeah. lot more, like, especially if you compliment. I got to edit that out. Jesus, hello. Um, that's what happens when you drink uh, 19 seltzers a day. Um, but yeah, when you talk to the chef and stuff and you find out, you know, and you actually compliment them, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're recognizing the importance of what they poured their heart and soul into, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, it's at a different level than just like, you know, going to Cheesecake Factory and be like, these are the best chicken tenders I've ever had in my life. Um, You know, which look, I have nothing against Cheesecake Factory and, you know, like we eat at a lot of chains and that's fine, but you know, you have to understand where you are in certain places, I think, you know, I mean, I don't know if you felt, you know, there's, there's different vibes when you go to like, a bigger place or a place that's even one of God knows how many mm-hmm. compared to like, you know, a mom and pop style restaurant or a single owner, single chef restaurant where there may only be like 15 tables, but everything you see around you has been very meticulously put there for a reason, you know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, and speaking of restaurants, this leads me into my next kind of segue. Um, I want to talk about like importance of posts to you, like what you think stands out more or what's more important to you or what gets better reception. I mean, there's, there's these two different sides of like foodie kind of Instagram. There's like presentation, right? And there are these dishes that you look at and you're just like, that looks like a, like a work of art. You know what I mean? And it could be something with like a beautiful, like balsamic glaze that's spread across the bottom layered with like three prawns on top of like potato. You know what I mean? Like these beautiful things finished in microgreens. 
that's always nice to look at and it usually tastes incredible. But there's also then what I like to call relatable content. And relatable content is like a greasy, disgusting cheeseburger that is just dripping with cheddar cheese and bacon and you are, you're just holding it and people lose their goddamn minds. They just go apeshit. And so, I mean, based on what you've been posting and based on what you like, you know, what do you think is really stands out more and what do you really enjoy actually experiencing more? Is it like the presentation where you don't get to experience things that as often, or is it just like, you know, something that you post where you're just like, everybody knows what something good like this tastes like. I do a mix of both, but you do make a really good point when it's like something relatable. So the most recent post was the apple cider slushy with the apple cider donut. Yes. That got so much traction compared <laughs> to my last two weeks of posting. I think the last two weeks it was around maybe like 300, 350 likes. Mm. That one had like over 400. Oh my God. And I'm pulling it up now. And I think it was shared like 25 times or something. Jesus Christ. 417 likes and it shared... 27 like in a dm or shared to a story somewhere i mean and that's the thing i think that everyone at some point in their life has had like a donut like that and you just you know that i know that's the thing it all ties into like the aesthetic and like that's it i like in this double tapping it (laughs) they saw they're like "Mm, where's my pumpkin spice yes like like, during the summer another big post was this i went to abbott's uh up in noong connecticut it's right by the shore Lobster, two lobster rolls, two big oh lobsters. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's like I mean, if you got a photo like that, that's like summer. Five eighty one. Wow, Jesus. I, I think mean, that one has been my most likes this year. Oh, god. But also, that was during the summer. Right. Everybody so it's chilling. Everybody's vibing. So right, I think exactly. it has to do with that too. You kind of you have to tie into the you know like in the winter. I tend to post a lot of like stews and chilies mm-hmm. and like hearty soups or like, you yeah. know, like long meals that take like eight hours that we cook, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Um, Cause that's what, you know, you want like warm, like hearty kind of stuff in the winter and you want like roast chickens and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not like barbecue chickens, like, you know, roast chickens, which I, all right. And I, I agree with you. Like the, the one that one of my posts that just got way more traction than any other one was from yesterday and it was just a bacon, egg, and cheese. You saw it. It was a, it was a bacon, egg, and cheddar with a hash brown on a roll. Those do well. Those and bagels. Oh, yeah. Because you do that little, you know, the stack. And uh, yeah. <laughs> the side stack, I call it. And yeah, bagels. Bagels do crazy. When I made everything bagels, and then I, I made everything bagels, and then I made my own locks. I cured my own locks. Yeah. And I, I put on the everything bagel that I made, like uh, cream cheese, locks, red onion, and dill. And I remember putting that up as like, and people lost it. They loved it. And everything bagels, it's bagels are not as hard as you think to make, which is, it blew my mind because that was like one of the things that I was always just like, I could just go get one that's like 20 times better than whatever I can cook. And then quarantine happened and I was like, well, fuck it. Let me try. (laughs) I was like, I may as well, I'm stuck here. Let me, you know, let me try something. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, which, okay. So again, relatable content, as you see, as you said, and as, especially with your donut, it's just, I think it just, when people feel like they know what you're posting and they could like almost like taste it and feel it, you know, yeah. like, especially like the photo was like so clear with the donut, you could see like the crystals on it. And like, it's just everything about a post like that, you know, even like, like with my bacon, egg and cheese, you could see like the cheese fucking just like, mm-hmm. just like drooling down the sandwich. It's like, you know, that feeling. And I think when something is that relatable, people, it hits them in a different place, you know? 
everybody, it's nice to look at a plate where you're just like, I don't even want to eat this. It looks so beautiful, you know? And it's great to experience those restaurants, you know? Um, Like a good example, I was in, for last year, for my honeymoon, I was in Paris. Great food, as you can imagine. And we did all the typical stuff. We got crepes, like blah, 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 whatever. Um, Our last night there, we went to a French bistro. You know, I got roast duck and she got this beautiful beef dish and it was laid out. It was prettier than anything I've ever seen in my life. But that whole trip, the best meal was the night that we had a picnic at the Eiffel Tower and we just got two wood-fired pizzas. And that was it. It was like wood-fired pizzas with like cherry peppers on it. And it was just, it, it was amazing. That was like, you know, and I think whatever you're eating, if, especially if it's something simple like that, if it ties in to your life in a kind of special way, it means more, you know? And, you know, especially with like a donut, people might relate that to, you know, a fond memory of, you know, going to a, a farm or, you know, an apple orchard or something, you know, and getting cider and donuts. And stuff. Yeah, or one of those fairs, like the Biggie. Have you ever been to the Biggie? No, no, no. Is that in, that's in Connecticut? It's in Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, it's right by Six Flags, New England. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That area. Um, but every fall, they put a festival, like a, a fair. It's probably maybe a month long. Um, you just eat everything fried, fried Oreos, fried <laughs> cookies, fried butter, oh. donuts. And then each um, state has its own little house. So like Connecticut has its house. Uh, inside, they have like a Pez shop. Um, they do donuts. They do, I think the, the big, one of the big potatoes is in the, the Connecticut house, but it's just like a fair. You just go up with your friends. You see the animals, you see the butter sculptures. That's what I'm saying. These photos, especially the relatable ones, they all tie into like a bigger experience, you know? I mean, that's, which is, I think when you post something that has that much traction, I think it, you, it makes you realize like, you know, things like that, like they, it connects to people, you know, you're posting stuff that's really helping people, I don't want to say escape, but maybe access, you know, a different kind of uh, euphoria. Or if anything, I feel like I just put some inspiration into people's next weekend. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've had people go to restaurants that I've recommended. I've had people try recipes that I've cooked. Um, Because I mean, I've seen you cook a lot. And at one point I was, especially during quarantine, I was pretty much exclusively only cooking. But my food, my page is a kind of a mix of, you know, both for the most part. But um, I did, I did, all right, so I did want to ask, you've been doing this now for, what, uh, over three years, right, mm-hmm. uh, with this page, and you've recently, you've got some, you know, great partnerships with great companies, you know, most recently, uh, Eggland's Best, which, uh, I mean, those are the only eggs that I buy, <laughs> that's why I saw that, and I was just like, that's awesome, because, mm-hmm. like, especially, we get, you know, the 12, the, the dozen, yep. you know, the carton of eggs is, like, 350, where we are, and they're large, you know, cage-free eggs, which it's made a huge difference in my life as far as like good quality eggs. That was like one of the few things that like when I first started taking food a little more seriously, obviously when you own a restaurant and you have to buy, you know, 20 cartons of eggs in bulk, you know, it makes more sense to get the ones that are cheapest. But if you have control over what you're putting in your body and the two of us don't eat, you know, you know, we're not Rocky. We're not eating, you know, 50, 50 eggs a week. Um, You know, maybe try and add a little bit better quality. And, you know, there's, um, so there's a market in Stanford called Mike's Organic. Um, I met the owner a bunch of times before. He's a very nice guy. He uses the analogy. If you're comparing your body to like a Mercedes Benz, if you're pushing out that much money in a car, yet you're only buying dollar pound chicken for yourself to eat. 
what something's wrong there, you know, like your body, you're feeling that till the day you die, not to be morbid, but um, for lack of better terms, that's (laughs) all I can think of right now. But he pushes that you should feed your body like good stuff, good, good meats, good veggies, like nowhere comes from because your body is like your source of living, you know? Exactly. And if you're going to treat your receipts then far better than your body, then it's almost like, what's the point? Exactly. And I think, I mean, the problem with a lot of people is not just the cost. I think it's like access. You know, there are some places where it's not as easy, you know, to get fresh, fresh things like that. Like in places like Stanford and Westchester, it's, it's pretty easy, but you know, even then when you go to the stores and you go to like the organic sections and stuff, like sometimes that stuff looks worse than, you know, cause it, it may be organic, but it might've been sitting there for five days, you know, and just like gets like dried out and stuff. Like I bought these, there were these beautiful organic carrots that I wanted to get the other day and I got a bunch of them and I picked them up and they looked gorgeous. I mean, there was like, it was like, they had the nice top. They even left the whole tops on them, which I love. I hate when people cut off fennel and carrot tops that's my biggest pet peeve when they you can make stuff out of those greens right yes you can make stock my god i make my own chicken stock it's the easiest thing in the world i save all of our chicken scraps and throw them in the freezer and then at one point you roast everything on a tray throw it in a pot and fill it up with water with a bunch of veggies and let it simmer for like four hours and that's it you got chicken stock that sounded way more complicated than it really is but um yeah i think i I think you have a point i think that the guy with the market has a point where you know, if you're going to put, you know, complete shit basically into your body, don't be surprised that you kind of feel like that, you know? And I think if more people maybe had access to really good, clean food, it's not even about expensive, organic, whatever. You know, my, my cousin who is a social media influencer, he he does a martial artist and drawing and all that stuff. He's got a couple hundred thousand people that follow him on YouTube. His advice to me when I was trying to eat a little bit healthier was very simple. He was like, look at the ingredients on what you're eating. And if there's more than like four things, don't even bother. You know, it's that simple. Like even when you're cooking with something, he was like, he said a can of beans. He was like, right. He's like, that would seem very unsuspecting, but look at the ingredients on a can of beans. It's water, salt, beans. That's it. He was like, you got to like stick with stuff like that in your life. You know, very simple, very clean, very good. Um, You know, and I think that's like, you know, like you were saying, it's, it's, if you can live that way, it helps, you know, It, it helps you feel a little bit better and you know, all that stuff. And so diverging away from food just for like a quick, un poquito, quick second. Um, I don't know if you know, I don't know. I, I was curious if you could have any kind of influencer page, right? Other than having a food page, what would it be? Like if you were, could just like switch it, like. I'd get a dog and make a page for him. Oh yeah? <laughs> have a dog Instagram? Those are big. Those are big. Those are big, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah, a big I'm big on like lifestyle I know lifestyle bloggers like I've met them in person it just it gives off a different vibe it is so, it's a very different vibe it's know? like almost a facade it is and I feel like they're, they're putting stuff out there that's like a like a live action Pinterest board you know they're putting uh they're putting stuff out there for inspiration for other people maybe yeah. um stuff that you're pumping out though is not just inspiration it's also available and it's also very relatable. And so what you're doing is almost giving them information, not just inspiration. You know, you're giving them like valid information, which I think is great. I'm not shitting on lifestyle bloggers. I love lifestyle blogs. I follow them myself. Oh yeah, I love them too. Yeah, but I would, I could never be one. That's just it's not like, me. It's, just, it's hard when you look at something. Right. And like, yeah. 
sometimes post something ugly and sometimes post something that gets 500 likes. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah, I know. I've posted, I've posted such like unsuspecting things where I was just like, I got to post something and just throw something up and it just like blows up for some reason. And then the photos that I take a lot of pride in get no likes. Like the ones that I care about the most, nobody cares about. And it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world. I can never accomplish that. But um, yeah, I don't know. But especially like what we're saying, like with lifestyle blogs, the difference is like if they post something, right? And you look and you're like, oh my God, I love that bench. Like we saw this the other day. It was like a raw wood uh, kind of bench at the end of like a bed, right? And they had it linked. I'm like, all right, let me look. And it was like, it was, oh grand. It was like $2,500. And I'm like, I'm like for, you know what I mean? Like I have friends that do woodworking. I could probably have them make one. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like what they're putting up is great. And it's great for inspiration. Like for us, we just moved into an apartment. So we need a lot of inspiration on like different kinds of rooms and stuff like that. So it's nice to look at, but like when you post something, you know, like that donut or like, you know, even, even the recipe that you did for egg one, the, um, um, the shakshuka, shakshuka, um, it's not that complicated and it looked beautiful, you know? And it's like, you got the egg like just right. And it was floating. It was like, you know, you see something like that and you're just like, I can do that. You know, it's a totally different vibe. You know, and it's not like a facade. You're putting it out there, basically. You know? Full disclosure, I really don't cook that often. You don't? Okay. <laughs> but I think it's like simple things. I mean, I I feel like I can cook. I'm just lazy. Yeah, you know, a lot of people that's a lot of people just don't have the time. You know, I mean, you work a full time job, right? Yeah. And I work a full time job. It sucks. You know, it's like, you know, I feel like when I when I come home, and you maybe you get a little reluctant to kind of start the process when I have to cook. But then, like, once you once I get into it, I'm kind right. of, like, into the it. The shakuba, like, that was the first time I made it, actually. Really? But I had the vision in my head. I'm like, I need to display the eggs in some sort of way where it's kind of, like, egg porny, but not, like, yolk porn. I just need something to kind of, I don't know, show Yeah, just kind of, like, plop. Instead of just, like, a flat, here are my fried eggs for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as I was making I'm like, oh, this is really easy. It's just peppers, onions, garlic. And I got to say for, to, to pump out, um, for promotion for eggs, that was a great choice, you know? Cause like you said, people could just be like, here's the fried eggs or like, you know, or something like stupid I would do is like, I love making the eggy in the basket, you know, like in the bread. That's yeah. Like, it was between that or the egg in a cloud. Have you seen those where you whip? Yeah. The egg? Yeah. yeah, yeah I've, I've actually, I've done that before. It is not as complicated as I thought. Um, mm-hmm. but I, this was before I had the attachment. Uh, whisk for my stand mixer so I'm there with my whisk just like, just going like yeah I'm just like and I don't have that much like I'm like, like oh peaks I see peaks now I'm like I'm like switching my hands my wife was like what is wrong with you I'm like I'm whisking I'm just like, <laughs> but um all right so let's uh all right now let's let's go back into uh your your influencer world um here's an interesting question all right we got uh how much time we got yeah we got like 12 13 minutes left. I can always just uh, I'll tell everyone here. I don't care. I don't pay for Zoom. So if we need to, we could just end the meeting and start it over again, and I'll just edit the clips together. Don't care. Um, but yeah. So one place in Stanford that I've never been to Stanford before, right? I mean, I have. But let's say I'm someone who's never been to Stanford, right? And I'm just like, what's Connecticut? And I tell you I'm coming to Stanford, but I'm only going to be there for a few hours. I can only go there for lunch. One place. And I'm like, I'll allow you to send me anywhere, but give me one place in Stanford, Connecticut that you would drive people to no matter what hope pizza restaurant say it again hope pizza hope yeah hope like so greek style pizza greek style it's greek style so it has like the 
it's not thin crust, it's not thick crust, but it's kind of like a pan pizza. Um, and then they also have this amazing salad, which is basically cheese with a side of lettuce. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it's called a tossed salad with, I get the mozzarella. So it's like a mound of mozzarella and underneath it, it's just iceberg lettuce, I think radishes, red onion, and then they're super famous um, salad dressing, which I have no idea what's in it. Gotcha. Every time that plate of salad comes on the table, I need to stop talking because then I, I'll start drooling, <laughs> which has happened, by the oh, way. Sure, yeah. You just like, you just like, zone out and just stare at the dish. Yeah. But it's like one of those staples in Stanford. Um, if you grew up in Stanford, you would definitely know about it. Okay. Um, I always try to push people onto it just because it's, afford- it's cheap for what it is. Which is and great. It's like, it's like a piece of home. Yeah. You know, that's, that's great. Well, now, now I have a place to go to. That's, that's good. That was all just a trick for you to recommend a place to me. Just, oh, so. you <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, all right. So this, before we get into the outro, which is a little bit more lighthearted, um, I don't know. I had a, I, I had an interesting, interesting kind of question. I'm trying to think of ways to tie in food with like, you know, cause this is a podcast about food and stuff. If you've listened to the ones where I'm by myself, I rant like a lunatic and get into my insecurities and it's a real, it's a nightmare. It's like, like if you have anxiety, you should not listen to that podcast when I'm alone because <laughs> so basically you're saying all your podcasts are just word vomit. Pretty much. I mean, these, this, this is the most organized I've been probably in my life. And it's not even that organized. I've gone on, <laughs> off on so many tangents, but yeah, usually like I've had people on, where it was just like, like I had my friends from Boozy Hops on, right? Which if you don't follow that page, you absolutely should. I don't know if you like beer or not and food. Um, I'll do that now. But Boozy Hops, hops, all one word. And it's all food and drink around Rockland, Westchester, Stanford, the city, all over the place. And I had them on for a podcast and uh, Jonna and Sarah, my two friends. And we just, it ended up just being like a night of just going off on rants about random shit. And it was fun, but it's like an hour and a half of just like, of talking like this. So this is pretty much like the most organized that I've been in a very long time. Um, But the question I wanted to ask that may seem a little unconventional, um, but I think uh, ties into all of us, all of us humans. Is there a certain meal or food that triggers a specific memory for you that you really, really love? And I mean, like, it doesn't have to be, I'm not saying like, you know, like, like traumatic. I'm not, you know, some people, I don't want you to like look at a hot dog and, be like, oh, and relive some kind of past trauma. Um, no, I'm saying like, is there something that like every time you eat it, it like brings you back somewhere or do you like a certain food because of like a nice memory, anything like that, you know? Um, that's a tough one. A few come to mind. Okay. One, the first one that popped into my head was clay pot rice. Okay. So it's, it's rice cooked in a clay pot, okay. like a very big open flame. Yeah. Inside it's like, you got Chinese sausage, chicken usually. This rice is seasoned and it's just cooked on that flame. Um, but the unique thing is that the bottom layer of the rice gets really crunchy. Yes. So in Spaniards also- call that the sucrat. Yeah, that's... Uh... So like, that's one of my favorite things. It's very hard to find here. Mm. I think the last time I had it was in Hong Kong, which wow. was a few years ago. Wow. Okay. 20, 2015, 2016. Oh, okay. So not that. Okay. Have you ever tried to make it or no? My mom tries to make it. It's just not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like the technique that they use with yeah. the pot and the 
the open fire too like you can't get that on a no. gas stove no not at all i mean you can, it's the same thing as like when you cook in like a real wok compared to yeah. like you know the woks they sell for like stovetops like it's it's just it's not the yeah, same it's not you know the same. it's not the same so that's one and then i love pho that's like one of my favorite noodles to eat there you go um except i'm very picky at it with it um i think i've just been spoiled since uh, our family does have some background with vietnamese and vietnamese cuisine so it's like every time i do have it i think about my aunt in florida the way she makes it my aunt in, in uh, hamden the way she makes it so it's just a fusion of flavors for me yeah, and you know, it's, it's hard let me, to let me top, get the others. yeah you know i mean it's hard to top something that you have a personal connection with that you know can be done so well by somebody that you are related to especially you know like there there's a few dishes that i still haven't had better outside of like my parents kitchen you know um like my dad's specialty was like lamb like he used to make racks of lamb like constantly and he wouldn't even do like the mint jelly that all those you know boomers love to do um he like he would just he would make a really like the way it was cooked how long cover it with aluminum foil at the right time to just like the it's it was just you go out and you have things in other places and you're like you're like I'm I don't know like I've had this before like I know I, I know how good it can be you know from mm-hmm. like a family member you know and I mean that's the other thing too it's like even as as we've got as I've gotten older there's things that my wife and I cook better than anything we have out like we don't order spaghetti out or like spaghetti and meatballs you know like we're both Italian and you know, I've been cooking red sauce since I was nine. So it's yeah. like, you know, either of us, any weekday night could pump out better red sauce than I've had anywhere else, you know? And Unless that place is like known for their meatballs, then right, I'm exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. It's that, I'm not usually going for that no, either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's like you have it so much. Why would you have it out? I mean, like I got meatballs and spaghetti. Sorry, she got meatballs and spaghetti at this place in Mamaronic that you, you, you know, uh, you know Mamaronic. There's a place that you should totally check out. It's called Andrea's 25 north i think yeah andrea's 25 north and i remember she got the spaghetti and meatballs this was years ago we went for an anniversary and we're sitting there and i'm like you know just out of curiosity because I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty annoying when it comes to like people like skimping on meatballs i was like just out of curiosity man i'm like how many meatballs come on the dish he's like two i'm like okay i was like you know i was like all right whatever they brought them these meatballs were the size of a fucking infant they were each like this i'm not kidding they were each this big and there were two of them. And she just looked at her dish. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> and it was, it was insane. They were so good. And that was like, that's cool. Cause it's like, we've never, you know, we've never done that. It was like, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, you should totally check out that place in America. If you ever have the means to skedaddle over there. Um, so we're kind of coming to the close here, you know, um, which I'm going to start doing this a lot more, but it's been awesome. Like having you like explain your idea of like what, you know, people like you and like me do on the social media platform. Cause it's like, you know, the social media has completely taken over everything. And especially I think in the last like eight months, that's all people have done. They've just been living on social media because everyone's home, you know? And that's why it's the most amount of uh, adults that have gotten TikTok than nobody would have expected. We don't belong on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, even when I first downloaded it, I'm like this, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, just, you know, and like I find it stuck me in for like four hours each night. Oh yeah, you know it's one o'clock in the morning. Oh my god, it's horrible. It's like even with their stupid ad that's like, I think you've been scrolling enough now. Am I? Nope. Skip. You're just (laughs) jokes on you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so 
here's the last the last little last little question that I have. I do this with all my guests. All right. Um, back in grade school, you may be familiar with the game uh, Fuck Mary Kill, right? Sleep Mary Kill, whatever you get. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna do that, but instead of doing it with dreamy celebrities with washboard abs, we're gonna be doing it with food. So a dish that you would have like a dirty one night stand with, a dish that you never want to see again and that you would murder. Okay. Well, the funny thing is, so I, I'm, I'm single, so I'm all, all these dating app things. My line is fuck, marry, kill, pizza, tacos, or burgers. Really? Yes. That is That's my your open line on the dating app? Line. That is awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> that worked out so well. Um, okay, well... Answer your own question, though, between yeah, those three. Question. It depends on my mood, but right now, I say marry pizza, okay. fuck tacos, and kill the burger. There you go. Okay. I think, I, think, I think I might be with you. I mean, it might be a toss-up with having the dirty one-night stand between the greasy burger or the amazing taco with the hard, crunchy shell that gives a little sting, you know? Um, but I don't know. I mean... With the taco, you probably feel it the next morning. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I'm probably along the lines of, of what you would say with that. But I'm, al- I'm always curious because it's like, it seems like a very weird, shallow question. But in a way, it's like, you know. It's, it really it's, gets me thinking. It does, yeah. I don't really, know how I, I it, just one day, I'm just like, huh, that's a funny one. I can't believe that's, 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 that's your line on your day. Like, I, like, I swear, I didn't do, I didn't do that much research. Like, I really didn't. Like, you know. It's not like I looked at my wife and I'm like, you have to be cool with this. All right, let me down. Real quick. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's not how it works. Um, which is that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's about a minute and a half left before I plug all your taglines and close it out. Is there anything you specifically want to shout out aside from your Instagram page, your blog, anything like that? So I want to shout out you for <laughs> organizing this. <laughs> oh, please. This is uh, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. Um, all right, guys, I want to thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you so much, guys. I'm going to tag all of her stuff in the description and the Instagram post as always, but you can find her on Instagram, uh, at underscore foodie with a booty, all one word, right? That's what it is. Right? Underscore foodie with a booty. You have a blog as well. Um, is that just www.foodiewithabooty.com? I think it's www.fwab. Got it. Okay. That blog, I think. Right. Okay. That first. In my link tree. Gotcha. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a link tree. Okay. Yeah. If you guys, if you go to her Instagram, she's got a link tree with all of her links, which is perfect. Um, Tiffany, thank you so much. I'm going to stop the recording now. Okay. Guys, stay tuned for episode 10. I'm not going to tell you who I have on yet, but I promise you will not regret it. All right, guys, have a good time. Tiffany, thank you so much. Thank you.